Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, October 10th. On this date in 1845, the U.S. Naval Academy was established in Annapolis, Maryland. On this date in 1935, George Gershwin's opera *Porgy and Bess*, featuring an all-black cast, opened on Broadway. And for your trivia question on this Tuesday, back on this date in 1962, President John Kennedy signed an amendment to the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. Requiring pharmaceutical companies to prove their products were safe and effective before they are marketed. What ingredient prompted the amendment? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's head over to the Live Five First Alert Weather Center for a look at your Tuesday forecast. And good Tuesday morning, starting out with a mostly clear sky this morning. Lots of sunshine that will help to warm the temperatures up quickly, starting out in the 50s. We'll go into the mid-70s by lunchtime, up in the low 80s as we head into this afternoon. Clouds will start to increase a little bit later today. Overnight into tomorrow, we'll turn fairly cloudy, and the rain chance will go up Wednesday evening into Wednesday night. Looks like a soaking rain overnight Wednesday into early Thursday morning. By the afternoon, we'll be drying out, but still cloudy and cool in the upper 60s. On Friday, a few scattered showers, but warmer at 80. Then for the weekend, slight chance of a shower on Saturday at 83, turning cooler with sunshine 73 on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. The Charleston Police Department is investigating a shooting that hurt a teen in West Ashley Park. Officers were called to the scene on Mary Ader Avenue around 7 last night. That was for reports of a 17-year-old suffering from a gunshot wound. Soccer games that were being played at that park were shut down so that authorities could secure the scene and investigate. Officers tell us that the victim had a single, non-life-threatening gunshot wound. So far, no arrests have been made in that incident. Right now, a woman is behind bars after police say she punched and bit her neighbor and tried to set his doorframe on fire. 61-year-old Jacqueline Jacques is charged with first-degree burglary, second-degree arson, and first-degree assault and battery in connection to several different incidents. Charleston police say they responded to Cumming Street September 25th for a reported assault. The victim told officers a friend was trying to leave his apartment when he was punched and bit by Jacques after she pushed the door open. At the time, Jacques had an outstanding arrest warrant for arson in connection to an August incident where she allegedly set a door frame on fire. Last night, community members packed into the Charleston County School District boardroom in the lobby. It was a regularly scheduled committee meeting, but the first since the board placed Superintendent Dr. Eric Gallion on paid leave pending an investigation into an employee complaint. Live 5's Melissa Rademacher breaks down what happened. While people showed up to last night's meeting, they didn't have a chance to speak because this specific meeting didn't have a public comment section. The board and the crowd heard a few routine presentations and ended by canceling a special called meeting that would have happened later today. The two items that would have been on the agenda to renew the vote on the superintendent investigation and renew the vote on the superintendent paid administrative leave. The board chair posted notice of the special meeting 24 hours in advance, which is required, and said the meeting is in response to a request from the governor and attorney general to hold those votes in a properly scheduled open meeting. 
but enough other members had issues in their calendar, so they pushed for a reschedule. Multiple members say that meeting scheduling is part of the larger topic of transparency. Last night's meeting brought out some people for the first time since many major decisions have been made by the board recently. I talked to an old teacher today and they were speaking on about the unknowing of what's going on with the new superintendent who recently got elected but now he's in you know like a weird space and so it's making the teachers uncomfortable because of the unknown um the unknown was him so does it trickle down to them now the board members are working among themselves to find the best time to have that special called meeting in charleston melissa rademacher alive five news and the community is sharing concerns with state lawmakers about decisions made by the Charleston County School District's Board of Trustees. Yesterday, the Charleston County Legislative House delegation held a meeting to talk about the recent personnel actions by the board and whether the board is actually following state laws. More than 40 people spoke at that meeting, including three school board members and even a student. That meeting ended with a motion to call a full delegation meeting so that a letter can be written to Governor Henry McMaster asking for the inspector general to look into actions from the board of trustees. Frustrated Goose Creek community members gathered to hear from an aluminum plant after finding a dust-like substance all over their neighborhood. Mount Holly Century Aluminum started yesterday's meeting with an apology, saying this never should have happened. The plant says during the month of September, there were four events which resulted in alumina dust accidentally getting out into the community. It happened because of a failure in the plant's bag house following issues with the bags themselves and higher pressure than normal. Century Aluminum says the situation will be fixed by October 17th. First, we're sorry. I understand your concerns and your frustrations, but we also appreciate your patience. We will fix this issue. The State Department of Health and Environmental Control says alumina dust is not considered a hazardous material, but it can be irritating. Century Aluminum says they have set up a website specifically for this issue. You can go and report a situation at mountainhollyupdates.com. You can also call the hotline at 312-696-3131. We're following the latest out of Israel from our first alert desk. Those airstrikes in Gaza continuing and we're learning just this morning that two journalists have been killed in Gaza by an Israeli airstrike. Now, this information is coming from the Hamas-controlled government media office. A video seen by CNN shows journalist Mohammed Sabab's body on a stretcher clad in the blue bulletproof vest labeled press and surrounded by other journalists. He and another journalist, Saeed Al-Tawil, were covering the evacuation of a residential building that had been targeted by Israeli jets when that strike occurred. Now, the Israeli defense uh, forces, they've been asked about this incident. They say that they are investigating the matter. That's the latest here from our first alert desk. Nick, thank you. Today, Charleston City Council will vote to confirm Cheeto Walker as the city's next chief of police. Walker, who's been serving as interim chief since the passing of Chief Luther Reynolds, has been with the department since 2000. He says these last few months have been marked with loss and grief for the department. But he says they've also demonstrated their resilience and ability to overcome any challenges that come their way. Walker says his first move as chief of police is to increase internal communication within the department. 
This morning, a new community food resource is set to hold a ribbon-cutting ceremony at 9 a.m. Food Share Berkeley County, with the help of Trident United Way, is seeking to bring fresh fruits and vegetables to the community to improve financial stability. With Food Share Berkeley County, Lowcountry residents can sign up for fresh food boxes delivered and have, get them twice a month. They're $5 per box with SNAP benefits and $20 without. Each box will be packed with full, uh, packed full and include a recipe card highlighting some of the fresh fruits and vegetables included. As the death toll in the Israel-Gaza war continues to climb, the impact is being felt by some here in the Low Country. Director of Jewish Studies at the College of Charleston, Dr. Yaron Ayalon, says attacks happen in Israel all the time. Right now, the effect is very psychological. Officials with the Charleston Jewish Federation say they understand that and feel no one in Israel is okay right now. Aaron Boynton, the Federation's chief impact officer, has friends in Israel, including ones called up to serve in the war. Boynton says she's a mess right now. It's affecting people's lives and on a human level, having your children taken hostage, um, you know, is a is something that I think we all understand. The Charleston Jewish Federation is hosting the Charleston Jewish Community Solidarity with Israel rally tomorrow from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Synagogue Emmanuel. If you would like to register or attend or donate to the foundation, you can find links for all of that in this web story on life5news.com. While the fighting in Israel rages on, South Carolina leaders are speaking out against the violence and in support of the victims. Last night, Representative Nancy Mace took to social media to address the attacks in Gaza. Mace says she wants the community to know that she and her peers are working overtime to rescue and evacuate any South Carolinians stuck overseas. She also spoke about the response that she hopes to see from the United States. This was an act of war and one that will be met with overwhelming force and should also be met with overwhelming retaliation. Israel will fight and defend herself and the United States should stand with our ally in Israel every step of the way as she does. Other state leaders focused on what they believe to be the cause of the war. U.S. Senator and presidential candidate Tim Scott using the opportunity to put some of the blame on President Joe Biden, alleging he's complicit in the attacks. We look at the devastation in Israel and the one thing that comes to mind is what is our role in it and and how do we find ourselves in this situation without any question the weakness of Joe Biden attracts the attacks. The negotiations giving $6 billion to the Iranians, frankly, funds the attack. And then the first comment from the White House was to tell Israel to stand down even after the attack. That makes Joe Biden complicit with these attacks. Scott went on to say ending the war is going to be a long process, but he believes a swift and decisive response. He says is the best course of action. He also says to do so, the U.S. needs to stand firm and be thankful for the military assistance it sent Israel over the last decade. Government officials have been lighting up their homes to show support for Israel as the violence wages on. Both the White House and South Carolina Governor's Mansion were cast in blue and white last night in order to honor the country's 75-year-long relationship with Israel. At the beginning of the show, I told you that on this date in 1962, President Kennedy signed an amendment to the Federal Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act, requiring pharmaceutical companies to prove their products were safe and effective before they could be marketed. It was the birth defects crisis 
blamed on thalidomide, which was widely used to treat nausea in women at the time. Celebrating birthdays today, actor-dancer Ben Vereen is 77. Singer David Lee Roth is 69. Country singer Tanya Tucker is 65. And actor and host Mario Lopez is 50. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. We hope you'll make a habit out of it. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.